Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Survivor After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Survivor After Show. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's new, the Survivor music we got going. Hey, everybody, Bing is for doing, and we're doing another after show for Survivor Season 25, Episode 7, named Not the Only Actor on the Island. So I am joined today by two new hosts. We have Christina, Ryan, and AJ both out, or all three of them are out today. So joining me, I'm fortunate enough to have... Pete Berg, who is actually my business partner with Reality Rush, so we actually run reality TV game shows for people, so thank you for joining us, Pete. It's great to be here. Yeah. Pete is a diehard fan, as well as my other co-host today, Justin Root. So, Justin, thank you for joining us. Honored to be here. So excited. Yeah, so last minute, these guys were able to come in. They're super fans of the show. So, again, today we're going to have a super fan-themed episode, and we're going to dive right into it. But before we do, we're going to also have Troy Zan from Survivor One World calling us in today. He's going to give us all his inside scoop into this season, kind of his season, and what he's been up to. So stay tuned, definitely, for Troy Zan. So jumping into the episode, last week we saw Dawson, no, yeah, Katie go home last week. Katie. So Katie goes home, and then right away we see a kind of a nighttime confessional between Penner and Jeff Kent. So Pete, what did you think of what Penner had to say? Well, Penner uh, has got suspicions that that he might have Jeff Kent stabbing him in the back sometime soon at the beginning of the episode, right off the top. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of setting us up for you know what might happen later in the episode. Yeah, um, and honestly. Uh, Jeff Kent's been talking about getting rid of Penner since day one. Since so day it's one, very, very good suspicions to have. Yeah, right and, we, and we saw Jeff Kent basically saying the same exact thing. Here we go. I want the returning players out of the game. It's setting up this entire episode basically. So it was kind of the only, you know, nothing too kind of exciting going on. But then immediately we jump into an explosive episode. I loved this episode. I don't know, Justin, what did you think of this episode? This is all we, right around the merge, is yeah. when I fall in love yeah. with the season. Every single time. Yeah. You know, every single time. And uh, I, I have to say, I was a little surprised that Penner played the idol. I don't know, were you guys? Ooh, you're jumping way ahead right there. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, this was a, an explosive idol. Um, basically, at the end of the, the episode, we saw a crazy showdown on a tribal council, which we'll get to, okay. where Jonathan Penner 
use the idol. It's crazy. And we'll get to that buildup in terms of what we go there. But crazy episode. And in terms of, I think it was so crazy because this was a merge, I think, unlike any Survivor merge we've seen before. Because we had two tribes. But within those two tribes, we had three tribes with Malcolm and Denise coming from the old Matt Singh tribe. So then we have a total of 11 people with so many divisions. So what happens is, you know, the boats came. They pick up the contestants, and they bring them to their new beach, and then right away, kind of shit hits the fan. So what did you guys think of, you know, the tribes going over to the new beach and how things just started off right away with an explosion? We get scrambling, scrambling, scrambling (laughs) immediately. (laughs) Now, they they only had 10 minutes to grab their stuff. So so Malcolm, who had his hidden immunity idol over uh, at his previous tribe, um, had to run and grab it, stuff it in his bag, and then they have their feast. And mm-hmm. while they're having their feast, Lisa starts digging through his bag. <laughs> Crazy. Just because she wants to hang up everybody's clothes and dry them out from the boat ride. Yeah, this episode, I think Lisa stood out to me in so many different ways. And one of those ways was Lisa, like you said, she was being nice to the new tribe. Everyone's clothes was they were wet. So what was she doing? She was hanging them up. And then, lo and behold, she finds the idol. So, Justin, when she found the idol, Malcolm and Denise figured it out very quickly. Do you think they approached the situation in a, in a good manner in terms of handling the fact that their hidden idol was uncovered? I think the two of them handled it. I mean, we saw their panic. Yeah. We definitely saw their panic. But, uh, I mean, are we absolutely sure Lisa was just uh, <laughs> playing mom right there? Yeah, so you, do you think she was leading a little more strategic than she's I leading on? I think a little bit. I think a little bit. I think there's a lot going on with her that we're not seeing. Because okay. if you notice, Malcolm called her the church lady. Yeah. Now, we haven't really seen her dive no, into that. Good point. So there's some other stuff going on that we don't see about Lisa, and I love it. And I'm excited to see where she's going to go with this. Yeah, and it's also, too, earlier we saw, I mean, previously in the season, Lisa and Mike Scoopin talking, where Mike said, I know who you are. I will not blow your cover. There's, it seems like there was never developed a, a Lisa-Mike kind of alliance or deal or anything, but he's respecting her even though he's kind of on the outs of her alliance, mm-hmm. but he's still respecting her for the fact that he's not going to reveal that she was on the facts of life and who she is. So I don't know, Pete, what do you think? Um, she also has the same deal going with Penner now, which we saw mm-hmm. earlier in the episode. Penner recognized her from day one. Mm-hmm. And it's, of course, the two oldest guys on the island are the only ones <laughs> yeah. who know who she is because none of the young people I have know. any idea. Well, I'm guilty of it. I had no idea who she was. I don't, I don't, do you guys know? Oh, I, I mean, you know, you know, for those who can't see me, I mean, I am an uncanny doppelganger for her. <laughs> and, you know, we have the same hair. She taught me everything I know about hair. Come on. Pete, did you know who Blair was? I didn't. No, I didn't. I, yeah. I, I mean, I know the facts of life, but I would have never picked her up from yeah. a police lineup or a crowd yeah. or whatever. So it, it is interesting, though, that Penner right away, you would have thought, you know, right when the merge happened, oh, my God, you know, or he, they've seen him at challenges. Yeah. You know, Penner didn't say anything to his tribe that, hey, you guys know on that tribe that's, you know, Lisa from the facts of life. That's what I don't get. And I'm dying to see if Denise knows because she's in that age mm-hmm. group. She's in that age group where she should know her. If they do know, it's just not a big deal. Yeah. Because yeah. wouldn't you think the other tribe, if Penner did recognize, which he clearly did, they would have already had conversations. You don't have anything to really talk out there mm-hmm. about why wouldn't they talk about, hey, that mom over there is from the facts of life. Yeah. So yeah. who knows if he if he was holding on to that information. Sure. Do you think he was strategically maybe holding on to that information? I think so. I mean, it's it's something that you can use to your advantage, mm-hmm. knowing any kind of secret about another player. So yeah. I, I think I think uh, Penner's smart enough. We've yeah. seen him; he's pretty cunning. I think he he probably realized yeah. uh, it was it would help him. Yeah. Last week we had Dawson on the line, and she was telling us that she knew everything about Jeff Kent. She researched him. She knew his positions on marriage, on his stats for his baseball team, everything. She had all this information, and she kept it because she said she was waiting to use it 
post-jury. So then she could say, if you don't keep me in longer, I am going to tell the jury and you're going to get outed for all this stuff I know about you. But she didn't use it, you know, long, you know, soon enough. So it is interesting to think, is Penner holding on to that information about Lisa and who else might be? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a big deal, though. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. She And she has grown on me. I don't know. Just in ge- Lisa in general. I came into the season like, ugh, a celebrity on the show. Yeah. Come on. You know, as a fan of the show, I like when fans get on the show. So when some, you know, I kind of go in with a, a preconceived notion about these celebrities. But Lisa has blown my mind. Yeah, I, me, me too. I, yeah. I'm never a fan of the stunt casting. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think she's big enough to where it is a, a big deal. But she's also doing something else a little clever. You guys notice she's calling herself a child star. Which is funny because she started Facts of Life in her teenage years and went well into her 20s. I mean, it's just kind of a weird, I don't know, I think it's kind of a sympathetic ploy maybe. I don't know. I think she's a little more cunning than we think. Yeah, I like it. I like it. (laughs) You you disagree. Well, you never want to give someone a a reason to vote you out. And Mm -hmm. anyone, any actor, people think they made a lot of money. So that's that's her main reason. Same thing with Jeff Kent. Yeah. So I I can understand why she's doing it. Yeah. Um, when, when I loved in the water, when she was in the water talking to Penner, and Penner was like, "Nobody knows." I loved when she kind of made the point of, "I'm having real conversations with people, and they're getting to know me for me, and they're not, you know, always. I'm not always wondering what do they want out of me, or do they only care about me from knowing me in this sort of light that I was a child actor and that sort of thing." So it was really interesting to hear her say that and kind of voice that to Penner, and that that she gets that opportunity to do that on Survivor. She became a real person right there. <laughs> yeah. I, think she, I, I think she gained a lot of uh, support yeah. and respect from that. Yeah. But then that's where we get the title of our episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Not ah, the only sure. actor on this island. That's, <laughs> Which, that's Penner's immediate reaction. You know, she seems like a sweet lady, mm-hmm. but, um, you know. Yeah. Um, well, didn't the quote actually come from... After from Lisa. No, from Lisa when she was talking about Malcolm. So let's go back to the whole situation when... They see Lisa discovers the idol, and Denise and Malcolm are freaking out. And there's something else there that I want to point out is, if you notice, Malcolm said to Lisa, Denise and I have actually been together from day one. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows it. Mm -hmm. So they must have orchestrated this whole strategy that they are really not together. They don't have this tight alliance, which I think is a whole other amazing thing that they're doing, which is exciting. Um, But back to Lisa... Again, it's kind of they approach the situation of you're going to be in our three, keep the secret with us, and she's the church lady, so they trust her, right? Do we think it's actually going to happen? What do you think? It's. I actually think that 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 might end up happening because Lisa. <gasps> I think Lisa is in a great position oh to jump ship on her other three alliance, alliance members, but that's a few episodes from yeah. now. I don't see it happening mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Justin? Personally, they're my favorite three. Yes. They're my ideal three. If I they like could them. go to the final three, it'd be my favorite. And it was kind of interesting that Penner even, uh, he had a soundbite there. He said that he thinks Lisa could go yeah. and be sitting there in the final. She's definitely becoming the hero of this season. Yeah, yeah. Huge and hero. Lisa's getting a lot of just positive development the whole time. And mm-hmm. then you get Penner saying she could win the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. One thing that Pete and I, we talk Survivor all the time um, when we're doing our business and everything. And Pete has such a good perspective on the game in terms of how it's edited. You know, he... he He's never worked for Survivor in these shows, but there's often times where we're talking and Pete can, before the merge or anything, as a fan, just say, by the editing, this oh, is yeah. who I think is going to win. Absolutely. And you know a lot of fans can possibly do that. So when we get to predictions, it'll be interesting to see who you, who you think is going to take this <laughs> home. But I, yeah, I'm loving Lisa. I'm loving Denise and Malcolm, even though we didn't really see them a lot this week. We've been used to seeing Denise and Malcolm, Denise and Malcolm, Denise and Malcolm. They kind of 
weren't in this episode a whole lot. Kind of, but she made a major playing turn mm. by winning immunity, and yeah. he kind of was disappointing in the challenge, I yeah. thought, you know? Well, I mean, it's funny. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. And you would think, you would think that these people would get together and say, these two have lost every challenge. Yeah. They are the underdogs. If these two get to the end, there is no beating them. There is no yeah. stopping them. They are the complete story of going from nothing to winning the show. Why aren't we going after them? Like hey, why? guys. Oh, yeah. So uh, I have patched in Troy Zan. Yes. Troy Zan, how are you doing? I'm here. Hi, Troy Zan. How are you? I'm pretty good. I, I just heard voices, so oh, I don't even gosh. know where you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We are really excited to have you on the show and for taking some time to talk with us. Well, I'm glad. I, I wish I was out there live. You know? know. It'd be nice to be in L.A. I know. Next time you're in L.A., you got to come into the studio with us. I'm going to be there probably uh, this month at some oh, point. Oh, good. So Excellent. I will. Good. So one question. I, I know a lot of people, before we get into the game, you are a huge fan of Survivor. You have actually applied 11 times before you got on the show. So tell us a little bit about your experience in terms of being a fan and then trying out 11 times to get on the show. Well, it's, actually, I have to correct you. <gasps> I've tried out more than, for 11 years. Oh, 11, 11 years. Times. So okay. Like, oh, I've tried wow. out like 23 times. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Wow. So what was your experience in terms of what do you think eventually put you over the edge? And I'm taking notes here. Uh, I, it was, you know, it was several. It wasn't just one thing. It okay. was several things. It was basically every year I would look to see, like, what else, what can I do? Like, mm-hmm. what are they looking for? I'd go on the Internet and I'd search, like, interviews that, you know, Lynn Spillman, the yes. casting director, yep. would do. Or, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, well, I did grow my hair out. I used to have short hair. Oh, okay. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to be this survivor That's guy, awesome. maybe I'll grow my hair because I do live on 10 acres and I kind of, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I like love a jungle man, so I might as well play the part. So yeah. I think that helped. I just, you know, I never gave up. I always had a contact of, mm-hmm. like, a casting guy, or I had, you know, old numbers from, Good. like, I, I would make it to, like, the, the semifinals, or I'd make it to the finals, you know, and then yeah. I'd have numbers, and I would just randomly call, like, hey, I'm still here. I mean, I, I finally made a really good videotape. I was doing a job with Sports Illustrated in Fiji, mm. and and they all knew how bad I wanted to get on. And the, the guy who does the videos for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit said, "Listen, I know how bad you want to get on. Let me videotape something for you. I'm going to awesome. edit it. We'll, we'll put in some swimsuit girls. It'll be the best video that they've ever seen. If they turn this down, they're crazy." So. That may have been the thing that put me over the top, and I put it on YouTube, and I don't know if it actually helped completely, but it it may have got their attention again, which, you know, that's that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to get somebody's attention. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So once you finally, you know, you accomplished your dream of getting on the show and actually played the real show, what was it, you know, how can you summarize that experience for us? I just was so... For for one, you know, to wait that long, 11 years, you know, it's like 4,000 days of waiting. So <laughs> by the time I finally made it to Samoa and put my, you know, was standing on the sand, it really just, it never seemed really real. Yeah. Even when I was playing, it was because I think it was such a huge dream. It's like somebody making it to the Olympics. It's mm-hmm. like you'd walk into the, the Olympic stadium and go, am I really here? Is this really happening? Because, like, I remember the very first day when they just dropped us off on the sand and, and said nothing. You know, they, they don't give you any instructions. It's not yeah. like they just say, okay, you guys should build a shelter now or think about doing a fire, yeah. or maybe you should, you know, get a line, a line with somebody. Nothing. 
nothing, you know. So I'm standing there watching people running around chasing chickens and grabbing <laughs> pieces of bamboo. Like, what in the Sam hell is going on here? I was like, what? I was so, and I, but I was so excited. I just yeah. was every day. I was, I was fired up. I mean, you can even hear it in my voice oh now. My I get gosh. excited to even talk about Survivor. Yeah. I always have. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, that's what I have always felt. I just was really, really excited. Even when it was pouring rain or, you know, I was down in the dumps because, you know, like uh, if my tribe was against me or something was going wrong, I just always was just excited. Yeah. I still am excited. I know, know. It's great. So now you, you were on last season. Now you're watching a season as a former player. So right. how has your perspective changed and who are you kind of rooting for this season? Yeah, it is. It, it is a little strange to watch it once you played, mm-hmm. because you really understand like what's happening a little bit more. Because you know, there's a lot more to the story than what you're actually seeing, and so you kind of take that with a grain of salt. Like, well, okay, they're showing me this, mm-hmm. but I know there's like ten more conversations that are <laughs> happening, and you know, how are we getting the, the whole story? Um, I really like Scoopin. I liked him from the beginning. I like him a lot. Um, I think Malcolm is doing really well. Um, I like, I, I, I've kind of like a lot of the people that I liked are gone. I, I, I wanted to see that Zane guy play yeah. such a nuthead. I'm like, I, well, I got to see this guy. Like yeah. how crazy will he get? I like to watch people that are a little bit more animated, yeah. a little bit crazy, you know, like Dawson seemed like she would be fun to watch. And what would she do? Because I know she was a big fan. Yeah, I did like RC as well. She was because I know she was a fan. Um, I like watching fans myself I because I just know how much they they appreciate it. And um, yeah, yeah I, I, I I'm pulling for Scoopin though. And but last watching last night, I'm kind of becoming a little bit of a Lisa fan. Oh, that's she what you're saying. Yeah, she just seems to be like a sweetheart. I mean, what what they edited and what she said is like, I mean, it really has to, to go right to your heart. Like, oh, she's such a sweetie. Look at her. Yeah. She finds an idol, and, <laughs> and then she acts like, and so I just, you know, I, I, I'm not going to tell on you. Don't worry. Everything's good. She's <laughs> adorable. It. She is, I think she's grown, definitely is one of my favorites. We were talking about it earlier. She's gone from kind of this player on the outs. I think whenever you have the players on the outs of the their tribe and then they become these kind of favorites it's, it says a lot about them yeah I, I like her she's kind of laid low in a sense you know i mean at least what they've shown and she yeah i wasn't quite sure about her in the beginning i thought maybe like you know on episode two she might be just go because yeah. she just maybe was wasn't you know uh that physical and i just don't know and they, they showed her kind of crying in the beginning like I, i'm thinking oh man she's not she can't handle it poor blair <laughs> she's gonna go but now you know i'm i'm really starting to like her i yeah. i mean she's becoming a, a, a favorite of mine for sure when it seems like a lot of people are now going to let her kind of fly under the radar in terms of she's not a physical threat she's nice to have around so she's probably going to be a huge jury threat so we'll see if they actually figure that out right? yeah and it's and she really kind of hit the jackpot actually finding that idol mm-hmm. i think i mean she, oh, yeah. you know like she's now she's kind of in with malcolm at least for now she's in with denise and it's like hey you know it, it, it may 
avenge just fate for her to, to, yeah. to be so nice and like I'm going to clean up. I'm going to dry everybody's clothes. And, oh, oh, an idol. Okay, yeah. now it put, and it puts her in a good spot. So you just never know. Just it, it, that's what's kind of exciting about watching this game. You never know. It's like minute to minute things change, and that's just mm-hmm. something that's like she was. It could have been inches away from finding it or inches away from not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. boom, she found it, and that now now it just makes the, the, everything interesting. Speaking of things changing, we saw the merge, you know, in this week and the alliances changed left to right. They were all over the place. So as a player in the game, what do you make of, you know, when this merge happens, seeing the alliances completely shift where I was I was saying earlier to Pete before we started the show, I don't think I've seen a merge where alliances shifted so drastically. Yeah, it was a little strange. You know, I never I really don't like uh, merges when it's an odd number. Mm-hmm. I, I like it when it's even. It seems like because then you really have to pull somebody to one side or the other. Like if, it, you know, we merged last year at 12, which yeah. I think is too much, but it's like, you know, it's six, it was 6-6. Six, six, or if they do 10, you know, or 8, whatever. I mean, I'd rather see a merge with less people, like mm-hmm. an 8. That'd be my favorite. Um, but yeah, I was really kind of confused last night. I actually had to write down like, <laughs> okay, who's, who's doing what now? What, yeah, what the hell? Yeah. What, which way is this guy going? I mean, and it, that, that makes it kind of exciting because it's, it's really not predictable. Cause a lot of times when you, as you're watching, you're like, okay, I know who's going, mm-hmm. this is what they're showing me. And this is what they're showing me. And I know who's going, but I really wasn't sure. So I liked the fact that I, I didn't know until the very end, but, um, I think there was a couple of moves that were I wouldn't have agreed with. I definitely okay. think that Jeff screwed up. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think that was a, a smart move for him to go mm-hmm. yeah. the way he did. And he's so adamant about not wanting to play with returning players. Mm-hmm. But if he thinks about it, and if he's that concerned, and he and if he knows the game that well, and he knows that they're returning players, then he knows that those guys didn't go very far in the game. Yeah. So it's like, dude, relax. It's like you can play with people that have come back. Yeah. It's not it's like I don't understand where a lot of times when players return, these new players go, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. that's the biggest threat on the planet." You know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, we can't have him around. Mm-hmm. So I think I I just think Jeff put put himself at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. And it's I think in terms of, you know, returning players, I think Boston Rob since he was that you know, ultimate returning player that actually won his season, that kind of labeled returning players as huge threats from now on. Whereas you look in the game, Scoopin hasn't really done much. You know, Penners, he's kind of there. Russell Swan didn't do anything. Um, so I agree with you, Troy Zen. They're also right. It's like, returning... I, I, the thing is, it's like you can't compare others, like other seasons, you know, for, for players that are going to play again. Mm-hmm. If you're going to play with new players, that's just, it's, you know, a new player, yeah. I should say, like, if you're going to play with a, someone that's going to come back, it's a different game. It's a yeah. different year. It's a different everything. So you can't base, you know, your playing off, like, well, I watched Rob, you know, Boston Rob season, <laughs> and that's it. Okay, so from now on, all the returning survivors yeah. are going to kick our ass, so <laughs> we have to gang up on them. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't think that's a, way, a smart way to play, because you can't go into the game for one with just one motive one way to play yeah i think you're gonna get stuck that way so we'll see how it plays out i mean i'm I'm curious now yeah troy zan if you were a returning player how would your game change how would you address uh being a returning player to the new people who might have that feeling about you well if i played with newbies i definitely would say listen 
you know, I, I've been here before, but the thing is, is that I'm, I don't, I don't want to win. I would definitely make that a point. Mm. I, I do not want to win. I would Good. tell them that at daily. But I said, but I can help you to get to where you need to get. And I would tell them daily what they need to do because paranoia is the biggest thing out there. So I would play on their paranoia because they don't, you don't know that till you get there. You don't know how paranoid you are. <laughs> that's the number one thing that's happening. And you can see with everybody. You can see with Jeff. He's paranoid. He's paranoid of Penner and Scoopin for no really mm-hmm. reason except that they returned, and he's paranoid of others. And so he's making, I think he made the wrong move. And But everybody else is paranoid as well. Yeah. Pete's paranoid. Abby Marie's paranoid. Everybody's paranoid. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see it on their faces. They, I don't know if it really comes across watching it, but... By me, you know, I I play by playing the game, and I've been there, and you know, you're there daily. It's the paranoia is that it's height is mm-hmm. as high as it gets, and it doesn't go away. It's 24 hours a day, so I would play on that if I if I played with new people, and I'd be make it adamant that I don't want to win. Just mm-hmm. you know, give me to give me to emerge, you know. I want to see my family, and that's it. And you guys are good to go because yeah. I'd say I've already played. You know, <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything else to win. I don't need to yeah. win. You and you're know, an asset. And they would, excuse me? Oh, it said and you'd be an asset to an alliance. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say, listen, I can tell you exactly what to do. Yeah. I've been here. I've done that. I've made it to a merge. I know how to get, I, I, I can get you there. Don't yeah. screw up. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make, the, don't make a dumb mistake and, you know, not listen. Yeah. I, I so, can tell you, this is how it's going to go. So we saw in the episode this week that Penner is kind of now in the outs. He was kind of almost blindsided out of the game. And he is now kind of in a position where he has nobody really, it looks, to turn to. You were in that same position on your season where it came to a point where it seemed like everybody was against you. So looking at Penner's game and kind of drawing comparisons to your game, where do you see Penner going from here? Where would you suggest Penner going from here? <laughs> I suggest that he start winning. <laughs> it's so funny because I watched it. I watched the preview. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna have to turn into a toy tent. He's gonna have to. <laughs> I mean, is he gonna throw out the old "Don't f with me"? <laughs> this is my island, or what? Hopefully. So, um, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Actually, you know, I mean, he he just he, what he needs to do is not focus so much on just having to win where he's thinking all I need to do is win out. That's where I probably maybe made a mistake. I mean, I knew I had to win because I was going to get voted out, but there were a couple of players in our season where if I just would have stayed on them, like mm-hmm. really like 24 hours a day and, yeah. and, and said, listen, these three people are going to win this game and you're not because this is what's being said. He really has to start throwing out like, BS lies, or if he thinks that, you know, um, he, I mean, if he gets an idea of who's actually leading mm-hmm. the, the, the group, you know, then he can play on that. See, if I would have, if last year, if I would have, I mean, I was adamant about telling people, listen, Kim and Chelsea are at the top. You guys know she is. They, you know they are. They've been saying it all along. And I would have maybe gone to somebody that I don't like, like an Alicia that I really didn't like in the Don't game. Don't say Christina. <laughs> well, no, I like Christina. No, but I, I just couldn't convince you. Know, I just, but the thing was, I, you, when you're out there, you feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just beating, you know, a dead horse here. Yeah. I mean, I can't get to you. I can't get to you. He has to not give up. Mm-hmm. He has to basically 
constantly be on them. It's like that's it's that's the, that's the social part of the game. It's the, it's a mind thing. He really mm-hmm. has to, and he has to start throwing out some lies yeah. and, and planting some seeds in everybody because then it'll make people paranoid yeah. and maybe maybe he has a chance of of, of being like. You know, because no, everyone's not a hundred percent sure on mm-hmm. on you know who's doing what. So if he if he and he might be in a good position because he doesn't have an ally, so he can say, "Listen, you can use me, mm-hmm. use me as you want, and throw me away." You know, two times. You know, you know, yeah. two juries sure. from now. Yeah, but use me as a vote. Definitely. You know what I mean? Well, we'll see if he goes Choi Zan on their asses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Choi Zan, what do you think? Thank you so much for coming. And before we we go, what have you been up to? You know, post Survivor, what's been going on in your life? Uh, still, I mean, I still have to work, you know, so I'm, I'm <laughs> shooting a lot. I just got a new photo rep. Um, nice. I'm, uh, going to be doing Sports Illustrated swimsuit again in December, nice. uh, in the Bahamas. So looking forward to that, Great. um, because it's going to be body painting. So <laughs> that should be interesting. They can't bring that to Survivor, um, huh? <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still a crazy Survivor fan, so yeah, every Wednesday, you know, I get all fired up. You know, it's I wake up, oh, it's Wednesday, it's Survivor time, and I still have it in the back of my head. You know, I'm still open for an All Star season, and so I'm constantly training. I'm swimming, <laughs> I'm running, I'm doing, <laughs> you know, it. whatever. <laughs> I love uh, it. So yeah, well, it's it's great. been good. Selling well, a few T-shirts here and there, and. Uh, yeah answering fan mail and coming on you know shows like you guys well thank you so much Troy Zen we'll definitely have to have you come back on we really appreciate it and have a great weekend okay thanks guys it was a, it was a fun time yeah we'll, we'll get you back on thanks Troy Zen sounds good see ya you can really tell he's a fan yeah, big fan huge you can just tell in his voice yeah, yeah. I love that he's preparing for an <laughs> I know I like, hey uh, Survivor casting love I'm it. ready to go again hint, yep. hint. I think they would bring him back Possibly yeah, they too. might even do a Troy Zan versus Tarzan <laughs> season. You never know. <laughs> that would be very interesting. So one thing um, we definitely want to let everybody know is, you know, definitely check out iTunes where we have our podcast. We would definitely recommend telling your friends about our show. If you're a fan of Survivor, we would love if you can kind of rate our show, give us comments, let us know your feedback. We're always trying to improve our shows here. So it's you guys out there who are listening and downloading our shows that really we want to hear from you. So definitely check out iTunes, tell a friend, and make some comments. So thank you. The applause right there. So one thing we should definitely delve into is the post-merge strategy. Like we were saying, Troy Zan was saying he had to write things down. There were so many twists and turns in the strategy. So, Justin, what was one kind of alliance change or strategic move that really surprised you come to merge? Well, I mean, this is that dramatic time when everyone needs to change their game. Mm -hmm. And I was a little surprised at how eager Denise came across in trying to win that challenge. And... She's put that label on the back of her head now. That she's a threat. A huge, huge threat. And, you, you know, I like that they brought in Lisa. Mm-hmm. Because Lisa is, she's not just a sweet lady. She was winning their challenges for them. That puzzle, she completely called the shots for that. Yeah. And the slingshot one from a week ago. Yeah. I mean, she was nailing it to Malcolm every True. single time. She's also a physical threat, but isn't showing it. Yeah. And now Denise has a huge label. Yeah, but she's definitely the number one target in terms of the women. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
and because she's the underdog. And I think the fact that she's making survivor history of going, well, like Stephanie did um, in her season in Palau, going to every single tribal council. Yeah. She has been yeah. at every single tribal council. And it was her first win today, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so it was a big, big episode for Yeah, this week, her first win. Huge yeah, for her. Huge. Pete, what about your strategy? What kind of shocked you or kind of took you by surprise? Well, we, we saw a seven-person tribe merge with a four-person tribe. Yes. But this seven-person tribe had Mike Scoopin and RC, who were on the outs for their tribe, mm-hmm. and they even announced it mm-hmm. to the entire uh uh, Calibaw, I guess, is yeah, the, red, the red team. The red team. They, they let them know right off the bat, we're on the outs. There's a five-person alliance, um, and we would love to join with you. Yeah. We, they could have had a six-person majority yeah. against against uh, Tandang. Well, it's, it's so funny, too, when, you know, even doing that, these people, don't you think Malcolm and Denise are going to get back together and talk? Maybe it's from watching the show, we just mm-hmm. know it, and we know the development. Mm-hmm. But I really, I was shocked. It seems like people are not onto the fact that Malcolm and Denise have secretly been working together. They are working together. And clearly after this vote this week, people will probably put it together. I would yeah. assume so. It's not even a secret because we see them go off together I know. all the time. So. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. One thing I find weird, uh, interesting about the, um, the old former, I always say the colors because I can never pronounce the name, the yeah. Yellow Tribe, <laughs> is that Lisa has chosen to align with Pete Abby and artists, which seems like kind of a misfit alliance to me. It just seems weird. I would have thought that Lisa would be working with Scoopin. That's kind of the more natural age and kind of just sentiment and demeanor. But it's Lisa with the, those younger younger people. I think it's because from Lisa's perspective, if you get an offer to be in the, the strong four person alliance, mm-hmm. you take it. You don't yeah. go for the weaker, you know, the two person alliance with yeah. Scoopin. I think it's her her best move within that tribe. But now that now that it's the merged tribe, it, yeah. all bets are off. She Who's artist, by the way? Does anybody know who this guy is on the show? No. The guy with the earrings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's we were so all season we've been talking about on our show that there's a lot of characters that you just aren't seeing. Carter's one of them. He's the other one. Is yeah. that even his name? <laughs> it yeah, is his Carter. name. I don't think Carter. he cares that it's his You name. know, and artists, you know, there's these some players that are just such periphery players that we have no idea about anything, you know, in terms of that. Um, yeah, it, it was interesting. I cannot, like we were saying earlier, I can't remember a season where we had two people from an original tribe join an alliance with two people from the opposing tribe, but then two people on that tribe jumping ship to join the alliance of the other tribe, and then these people in the middle who are really calling the shots. It was crazy. It's kind of, it's, it's crazy. So in terms of that, do you think people made the right moves this week? So we know that there was discussion. Let's talk about the discussion between Pete and Abby and Carter and Jeff Kent and Malcolm. They kind of were heading up this discussion that we saw, and clearly every other people were involved, of causing a 4-4 split. So what went down was there was a 4-4 split, four votes cast for RC, four votes cast for Jonathan Penner, and the idea was if Penner is going to play his idol that everyone knows and assumes he has, that they would flush out the idol and still RC would go home. So there was this eight-person alliance doing a 4-4 split vote. Do you guys think people who jumped in those alliances, a part of the eight, made the right decisions? First off, Jeff Kenton Carter, did they make the right decision? Absolutely not. Okay, why, And Pete? Troy Zan was saying the same thing. Um, Jeff and Carter um, have basically gotten 7th and 8th place in an 8-person alliance mm-hmm. by making this move. They jumped ship with Penner, mm-hmm. who would have stuck with them because he had no option. Yeah. And they turned down the option from Scoopin and RC to form a mega alliance, yeah. which could have brought them to the final five. That could have been the final five. And they could have used Scoopin and RC. 
yeah. get them out when they need to. Exactly. Yeah. And they also could have easily gotten Penner out because he's a returning player. He's got this big X on his back. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an easy person to take out along with Mike. I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty a pretty obvious game move, but Kent is so blinded by his this returning player phobia. Yeah, and so do you think one of the worst moves in the merge history of Survivor? One of the worst kind of plays? I think so, because... Up because, there with Sheehan? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but Je- Jeff and Carter had a, gr- a huge opportunity, and now they are probably going to be out right mm-hmm. after Penner. It's probably yeah. going to be Penner, and then Jeff, and then... Justin, Carter. what do you think? I agree with you guys, and I agree with Troy's end, too. I just, you know, I have that whole what-are-we-not-seeing thing going in yeah. my head, because I... I, I, I just what possessed them to do that? Yeah, what I mean, were are there side deals that we don't know about? Mm-hmm. Is there a Jeff Kent Pete fake deal that's going on? Is there a Carter, you know, Abby Jeff Kent maybe a four way alliance we didn't see? Who knows? But I hope there is something more than what we're seeing because yeah. if it, if there isn't, then they made one of the stupidest decisions in Survivor history. True. Like Absolutely. I don't know. It's kind of just like, what are you guys thinking? Where, like you were saying, they could have been in the power position of a six-person alliance and made all the shots. And and Anne had Penner's idol. They knew Penner had the idol. Penner was on their side. They were paranoid, like Troyzen was saying, that Penner, 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 Penner. It, yeah, just it's you're explaining like crazy stuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question: We saw a tribal council. Almost Lisa sticking up and almost drawing a line in the sand, saying, okay, you know, when Jeff was asking questions of where's the shifting of alliances in this game, Lisa was saying, if you don't stick with your original tribe, you are saying you're a traitor and you can't be trusted. I was kind of shocked that that came out of Lisa's mouth. I don't know what you guys think. I, I think Lisa is very aware that um, she also has a side deal with Malcolm and Denise <laughs> and doesn't want anyone else to know about that. So yeah. I, think, I think that might be what, what it's about. Yeah, okay. Fairly. Yeah. What, I mean, in terms of her strategy, she, like we were saying, she's starting to become a front runner because she is in a good position. Who's going after Lisa? I can't think of anybody. The targets now right. are Penner still. They're going to be Mike Scoopin, eventually Jeff Kent, mm-hmm. and then probably Pete. I mean, there's all these big targets. And nobody's talking about Lisa. Nobody's talking about Denise. Nobody's talking about Malcolm. You know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, do you guys think moving forward in terms of this mega alliance that is formed, is it going to stay intact? No. Yeah. No. I think I think the um, the three from the the Red Tribe, Calabar. I think that they are probably going to be the next ones out. Mm-hmm. Not counting Denise. You think three? Not, you not think Carter one. and um, Penner and Kent will be the next three out? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, and what, what? Who do you think will go first? Well, Penner's, Penner's um, dead, dead man, man walking. walking. That's the name of the next episode. <laughs> so, um, if he doesn't win immunity, he's probably out unless he can pull some major strings. But mm-hmm. I don't think he's got many options. Yeah. What do you think, Justin? You know, I think we're obviously at that part where immunity, individual immunity changes everything. Yeah. It means absolutely everything to the game. And that's where the game gets turned up on its feet every single time. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting um, in terms of looking at it. And I do think Penner could have a shot one thing i think penner maybe if if i were penner i would think his angle's got to be going with trying to get lisa and scoop into form some deal mm-hmm. and trying i think lisa becomes again an important player in terms of let's go for the older type person alliance and that sort of thing and kind of go from there and see what we can do yeah, um in, see, in terms of that we're gonna see some major scrambling yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so we're gonna get to our predictions um, more but you know one thing here at after buzz is there are so many shows going on and phil you want to talk about that don't you phil our executive producer phil 
Sure, I'll talk yeah. about it. Uh, I'll toot my own horn. I do revenge. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Here on Sunday nights, uh, it, you know, and there's a lot of shows that Justin's a fan of. He likes the he likes the reality stuff. So, I do, uh, and I do watch Revenge though. You're, you guys are doing a good job. Well, thank you. Mm, good um, we also do uh, challenge. You know, the MTV's challenge. Um, Love it. We do about anywhere between forty-five to fifty shows on any given week. Now we still. We still take some heat from fans saying we don't do certain shows, and, and we're trying to add more and more. But you know, give us a little break—forty-five to fifty a week. That's still, <laughs> still a lot of shows. Millions of downloads a week, and over how many countries? Phil? Uh, over seventy-five, 75 countries. countries. So you guys, yeah. you guys like us a lot, and all yeah, the, you guys watch great. a lot of TV out there. So <laughs> we're, we're glad that we can deliver many, many shows to you guys. Yeah, we love watching it with you guys. And again, we always say, help us out by rating and letting us know what shows you want to see and how we can do it better. So, guys, the, the vote went down. We get to Tribal Council. It is a 4-4-3 four, four, vote. We have four people voting for RC, four people voting for um, Penner, and then we have the four or three votes for um, Pete. Well, it, was, it wasn't it actually one. Scoopin voted for Penner, I think. Oh, he to did? To save RC, which is something that... Wait, I did Oh, wait. Tell, go on. Penner ended up with five votes. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, had, I didn't even realize. I thought it was a 4-4 four, four vote. We saw our 4-4 split, but oh. um, at one point during the episode, it was a brief scene. Uh, Scoopin went off with Jeff Kent, and they were talking about... Yes. ...about strategy, and, and Scoopin said, I'm going to follow your lead. Oh. And so he followed... Um, Jeff Kent's lead. Yeah. But I think it was mostly because he was probably told it's going to be RC or Penner tonight and yeah. RC is Scoopin's yeah. uh you know partner. So. Yeah. Which a little sidetrack on Scoopin when there was the part in the episode where he was kind of like this is the point I made it into Australia before I fell in the fire and now I'm kind of a new player in this game. I kind of got like nostalgic <laughs> and I got I got chills at that part. I might be the biggest loser. But when I was watching him in the cave and just kind of so excited where I made it past the point I fell in the fire in Australia, I love that moment. That was a great moment for me. Yeah, I don't know. Was it was, yeah. I liked it. So I didn't. I did not pick up on that. That was a great pickup. That Scoopin actually voted for Penner. When Penner played the idol, I don't know about you guys. I was so excited and jumping up and down because the one thing I like about Penner is him staying in the game. He's going to fight his ass off. Mm-hmm. He is not going to get voted out until he does everything he can possibly do to stay in that game. We saw earlier during the medical evacuation of uh, the, the blonde-haired lady early on Denise. a few weeks ago. Denise. Uh, not Denise. Uh, no, no, not Denise. Dawson. Oh, my gosh. Da- Dawson. What? Da- no, no, not Dawson. Uh, right. Oh, my gosh. Why are we drawing a blanket? Oh, God. Wait, we know her name. <laughs> anyway, we... <laughs> Go, she, talk. I thought she was Carter for the longest time. So. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. we saw Penner say, I felt sick. I would never yeah. let myself go out of the game because she, she ultimately it was dehydration. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, Penner was medically evacuated because he hurt his leg. Dana. Pretty sorry. Dana, <laughs> that's the name. And it was a D. <laughs> go ahead, Pete. Sorry. And so we know that Penner's going to fight for everything yeah. that's in him. It's his third time playing, probably his last time mm-hmm. playing. And, yeah. and he wants to win more than anybody. Yeah. So moving forward, let's talk about our predictions, where we think this is going to go. And now, your After Buzz TV prediction. All right. So, Justin, I'm going to hit you up first. What do you think? I'm going to have you predict what do you think is going to go down next week? Oh. Next week, um, I think it's Penner's time to go. Okay, so he's he's gonna be I, dead man walking. I the episode's dead man walking. Is. Yeah, yeah, I just think he is. He's a dead man walking. I just walking. don't think he even has a prayer. Yeah. Okay. Now, Pete, 
Let's get your prediction for the rest of this season. You don't have to give us an order of oh. you know every single person from now, but bring us to the end. Who do you predict is going to be there in the end and who's going to win? All right. Well, like I was saying earlier, I think the three red team players from the Calabar are going to be out you know, right away. Yep. Penner, if he doesn't get immunity, and then we'll see Jeff Kent go, and we'll see uh, Carter go. Mm-hmm. Now, we saw a lot of development of this potential alliance with Lisa and Malcolm and Denise. Yep. And I think I have a f- strong feeling. We've been seeing. We were talking about edits earlier. Yeah, yeah. We've been seeing a negative edit for Pete, mm-hmm. for Abby Marie, mm-hmm. and for I mean the the other guy who even knows artists. Yeah, <laughs> but we've seen a negative edit. They, there are there are villains for this season. Okay, and I think that they will be out next. I think we'll see a, a four person alliance. Probably Scoopin, Lisa, <gasps> Malcolm, and Denise make it to the finals. I would love that. And as far as the winner, I think any of them has gotten a strong edit to win the game. I would, I would guess it's going to be Malcolm or Scoopin because they'll win the crucial. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe Denise too. She's. she's yeah. A- I will. I, I kind of. I kind of agree in that logic. Um, I do think we saw a little foreshadowing with Malcolm. He said, "I'm forced into this alliance with Denise and Lisa right now, and these are two women who I will have trouble beating in the end." So. I'm going to put a prediction out there that Malcolm might be the one to eventually turn and kind of shift up the alliance a little bit because he's going to, he is going to position himself next to someone in the end who he, th- he thinks he can beat. So thank you guys so much for joining us. You guys had a blast with you so guys. Fun. Survivor fans all the way. Time. So, Pete, where can people find you on Twitter? Um, at Reality Rush. That's uh, our event planning business where Great. we run your own version of Survivor. Perfect. And Justin? Justin W. Root, R-O-O-T. I, yeah. And uh, Justin F. Walter and at Reality Rush. So thank you guys for listening. Um, We will be back next week with another episode of uh, Survivor. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 